You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Tuesday, June 1st, the day after Memorial Day. Now, we apologize. We weren't going to put up a holiday episode on Monday. We had some vacationing to do, but we're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And we're going to start off talking about Alex Highsmith. He said some interesting things last week that I think Steelers fans would be encouraged by to see him take the place of Bud Dupree as the pass rusher or the edge rusher that pairs with T.J. Watt. Then it's back to our discussion with Brooke Pryor. There was a long part of that discussion that you didn't get to hear last Thursday when she was on the Locked on Steelers podcast. We're going to break that down over the second and third segments of the show. It's going to be about the Steelers personalities and who's poking through and showing where the voices of this team might be headed in the near future as leadership and other questions like that come into focus. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Now, I know normally we do Tony Tuesdays around here, and it's been a minute since we had one. Uh, Just schedules have been conflicted. But hey, you know, it was a Memorial Day weekend. I'm on vacation. I'm actually recording this while still on vacation. Um, But we're doing a bit of a look forward just to kind of have a show ready for you guys on Tuesday. Hope you appreciated uh, your, uh, you got to enjoy your holiday weekend. I'm doing that literally right now. And um, wanted to get you guys a show. Now, we're going to start with talking about Alex Highsmith because he spoke last week. I didn't get to chime in too much about the things that he said. And I thought there was some interesting tidbits about him and what he's paid attention to. Now, Alex Highsmith, you know him. Uh, he came in last year. He was the third-round pick. And, you know, everyone was kind of excited to see what he could do. He came in, intercepted Lamar Jackson in, or you know, early in the season, took over for Bud Dupree, showed some promise, but, you know, still had room to grow. And he recognized that. He talked about his need. Um, he, t- he spoke last Wednesday during Steelers OTAs. And he talked about his need to polish his pass rush moves. He talked about how he needs to keep working to improve his game. But what I thought was really interesting about what he said was how he talked about how there's a chip on his shoulder. That he's been paying attention to what people said about him. Because, you know, we were talking about right here in this podcast for multiple months during draft season as we were breaking down prospects we were breaking down Steelers needs debating should they get a running back should they get an off-ball linebacker should they get a cornerback you all heard me I was never big on just going and getting an edge rusher early in this draft now I thought one in the middle rounds fourth fifth sixth round like they got Quincy Roche in the sixth I thought that was the range because you wanted a guy who could come in and maybe be the spell guy for TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith but I've had full confidence that this guy was going to be that player that he's going to be the starter and that Steelers fans are going to love watching him play. But that wasn't the case for everyone. There are quite a few people out there who were saying the Steelers should go get an edge rusher in the first round or the second round. And I just, I wasn't on that boat. And there were some interesting prospects. It's like, okay, that guy could work here, but you don't need an edge rusher with this team right now. You needed to get a running back. You needed to maybe reinforce the offensive line. You needed a backup for Devin Bush or a partner for Devin Bush like I think they got in Buddy Johnson. But another edge rusher? Eh, not as much. 
And that was kind of made clear that Alex Highsmith didn't like that with what people were saying about him with the, with draft draft experts and stuff. And when he was asked about it, he said, yeah, there's a chip on my shoulder. I heard I heard that people were saying they were going to place me. It was like people forgot who I was. And to me, it's always good to have a player with player with a chip on his shoulder. And I know some people are going to say, well, he shouldn't be paying attention to what people say about him. He should be focused on his own work. Well, let's let's be real. Everybody does. Heck, sometimes that's what makes Ben Roethlisberger the best quarterback that he can be sometimes. He gets fired up when people talk smack about him. Which is another reason I really see him having a better year than a lot of people expect him to be because they're talking smack about him right now. But he also said that he feels like the Steelers have faith in him because they didn't go and get him get get a replacement for him or someone who's going to really contend with him in training camp. He said, I think it shows that they've got the faith in me to come in and earn the spot and earn this role and be the best player I can be. I say I can say it really just gave me more motivation to work even harder when I saw those reports coming out, talking about those reports that said the Steelers were going to go get an edge rusher early in this draft class. Now, he talked about how T.J. Watt has been helping him or talking with him about improving his game improving his pass rush moves. And I that was my question to him. I was like, hey, TJ was a guy who, when he came into Steelers camp, he really didn't have a whole bunch of pass rush moves. He had to learn them. Now, I'd say Alex Highsmith, where he's not as explosive as Watt was. I don't think he's the overall athlete that Watt is. But he does have a wider array of moves in his tool bag. Because he is able to... He was able to show different moves to the inside shoulder, to the outside shoulder. And those things impressed me. But he even said, I got to work on my get off. And he said that's what he's worked on. He talked to TJ Watt about it. He worked with pass rush specialists about it. He's working about it right now in OTAs. I just think, man, if people are counting this dude out already and he's making this kind of progress, I think you're being a little foolish if you out there, and not saying you Steelers fans, but the people out here saying, oh, the pass rush is going to suffer. I don't see it with Alex Highsmith, man. I think he's got something special cooking in the oven, ready to go for the Steelers this year. I'm not saying double-digit sacks, but I'm saying 7, 8, 9, around that range. He can really do that. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, like I said, we're revisiting our conversation with Brooke Pryor. There's a bunch of things that we talked about about the Steelers' personalities and the leaders on the team. I want to get to that right here. First, a word from our sponsors. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. BetOnline.ag 
the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, locked on. All capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, Use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brooke Pryor of ESPN. Now, Brooke, we're talking about, you know, some of the narratives about the Steelers not being able to, to, to get through it this year, maybe a rough start, maybe a rough finish, uh, but somewhere along those lines. Um, but I think one thing that's coming through is at least we're seeing it in OTAs and we've seen it. And it's just a couple interviews with some of their new rookies and after the drafts and some of their guys now. But there's some interesting personalities poking out from this team of guys who could define whatever this next era of Steelers football is going to be. Right. Cause we keep talking about post Ben Roethlisberger and it's just doom and gloom. Once Ben is gone, because the last time this team won was with a Terry Bradshaw. We hear that, but this team has a lot of young players who are making early strides in the NFL, you know, on top of, you know, the, the TJ Watts, the Minka Fitzpatrick's and the Stefan to the guys who are like in their mid twenties and like getting into their prime. You, you're you, people are excited about Kevin Dotson. Heck, you know, you and I, you know, everyone in the Steelers media uh, press, like we're all talking about Najee Harris and how he thought we were boosters, um, you know, uh, you know, in, on his first, on his first rookie camp practice. And, you know, he's telling Dale Lolly, bro, what when asked about his receiving <laughs> game, like there's so many, there's so many things that I'm just like, man, and you know, and then to like, and then like today, you know, Kevin Dotson is like, you know, uh, where, you know, uh, Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette brilliantly asked, because here's the thing, he asked this question about, hey, what does your shirt say? And he lifted up his shirt. Now, Brooke, I don't know about you. I'm from Pittsburgh. I've been to the Strip District. I know what a Strip District Steelers shirt looks like. So when I saw the font of Steelers at the top, I'm like, that ain't no company issued shirt. He went nope. to the Strip District and it said, "You if you're either a Steelers fan or you ain't uh, S word." Um, so like he's wearing this and then he shows us and he's like. I, I can't say this. So he just lifts up his shirt and he shows us that it says this. And I'm like, wow, you, you went, and he's a Steelers fan. He said, I'm a Steelers fan through and through before I even got here. Um, so it, it's just, it was hilarious to me, but you see just so many like wow moments from these guys. And it's, I'm, I'm very interested to see what, how does this make the locker room? How does these guys form into become this new era of Steelers you know, where we've been used to the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Cam Hayward's, um, you know, uh, you know, the Vince Williams's of the past, you know, eight to 10 years. Yeah, I think, A, I really hope that we're able to get back in the locker room because I think that you learn a lot about a team's personality just by being in there and seeing how they interact. I mean, like Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like music to be played in the locker room. Right. I think that that era is quickly disappearing. The 
the Steelers will always be this blue collar, hardworking team. But mm-hmm. to me, a conversation that sticks out is a couple of years ago, I was talking to Al Villanueva about mm-hmm. it and about the, the new younger generation. And he was like, you know, they just want, you know, the, the look at me stuff or they're not focused just on football. They're loud. They're, you know, all over social media. And it was kind of talked about as a bad thing. And I get that. But I think that these younger guys with their big personalities, to me, I think it gets people more excited about the team. And I also think that it's going to lead to some really interesting leadership styles and seeing who becomes a leader because Juju's pointed out as being the leader of the wide receiver room. And he's the one, you know, on TikTok all the time, very like a modern football player, a football player for, for 2021. Right. I really like it. I think that to me, there is nothing wrong with having a guy that is funny, that is good at social media. I mean, look at a JJ Watt. He's great on social media mm. and he's a really good player. Like you can do both. And I just think that it gets people more interested and invested in the person, which then gets you more invested in a team. And it's not like the Steelers are hurting for fans by any means, but when you look at the younger generation of fan, um, I mean, how many young fans are becoming Chiefs fans because of Mahomes, but also because of the content that their like social media team is putting out right. and Travis Kelsey and all the personalities that they have on the Chiefs that they really let thrive. I think the Steelers have done a really good job so far with Najee just tweeting out some of the clips from like the booster stuff. Yeah. Um, the, you know, calling Dale bro, like when Dale's asking like, you know, do you, do you do this one-handed catch thing often? And he's like, bro, what? Like, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> well, I when watched... he met Zach Banner and he was like, that guy's big, <laughs> like stuff right? like that. Like, I watched his interview with Missy Matthews, just the clip that she put on Instagram. And she asked him like, what are some things about Pittsburgh that surprised you? And he's like, Yinzers didn't know what that was. Um, <laughs> didn't know how, he didn't know how to say Primani brothers. And he's like, they got fries and they got coleslaw on their sandwiches. My favorite though is right at the end. He's like, I mean, Pittsburgh, it's got hella bridges. <laughs> yes, it does. It absolutely does. We, and it's we, just... we, we officially <laughs> have the most. That is very true. It, to me, it makes these guys more endearing and I'm more invested in following their story and wanting this team to have success. And that's, and if I feel that way as a completely, you know, uh, impartial reporter, like I did not grow up a Steelers fan, but I, I want to see what these guys do because I just think that it's bringing in this kind of, it's reinvigorating the Steelers in a lot of ways. I think Najee's going to do that to the running back room especially when you look at James Conner has a great story in Pittsburgh, very important to the city, to the university, to the Steelers organization, but like a really quiet dude. Like to me, there is something to be said for a very vocal leader, a guy that you can point to and be like, yeah, that's my guy. Like that's my running back. You look at Kevin Dotson. I thought it was interesting when he's asked, you know, who could be a leader on the line, you know, could it be banner? And he says, yeah, it could be banner. He has that personality. I also think that Kevin Dotson has that personality that mm-hmm. he could be that guy. I, um, I think that it could be, you know, if Juju ends up leaving after this one-year deal, Chase Claypool to me has the personality to lead a wide receivers room. I just think that piece by piece, they're starting to get these guys that are just people that I'm really excited about following that could become 
faces in the league um, that can become, you know, the next Travis Kelsey or, or whatever. Um, and I just think that that's really exciting. It, it makes me excited that we have kind of this front row seat to see how they grow up in the league. And I mean, I hope that we get to be in the locker room because I mean, even TJ Watt a couple of years ago was playing that tabletop uh, marble <laughs> soccer game. Like, and he's a pretty quiet reserved guy when you're talking in the locker room, but like he's pretty funny on social media, obviously a great player on the field, seeing him play that in the locker room, more of that. I mean, just keep things interesting. Right. And, and, you know, also one thing note on Ben Roethlisberger, not wanting music played in the locker room, the one year when he wasn't there because of 2019 with his injury, when they beat the Browns at Heinz field, they were playing the temptations in the Steelers locker room. Yes, like, so, they were. so as soon as he wasn't playing, they're like music. Girl. So like, that is, that is a thing very much. Um, and that raises the, the spirits of everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's fine you know if if he's the the leader and the quarterback and he's in there and his rules go but right to me there's something about like that's just so much fun about having music in a locker room and to me that that helps you get through the hard times is being able to have those moments um mm-hmm. maybe i'm putting too much stock in it but that's just no i think that when i play sports you I, know? I don't i don't think you are and another thing here is the nfl wants this these type of things to happen because they don't like you said when uh, when a guy does something outside of football, like when Juju's doing Twitch or someone's helping in the community or Najee's joking about, you're doing things that are going to interact with people who aren't just hardcore NFL fans. You know, people that are just like, hey, I casually follow stuff, but I don't care, you know, about the NFL draft. I didn't watch this kid in college. I'm not a nerd like that. I, I you know, I nerd out about things in movies or things in music or things with books and th- you know all these different things and when, when you allow these players to kind of show who they are outside of the game I think that that's another way the NFL expands its reach and people were like you know what I'm gonna follow this guy because I loved what he said about this because he touched he, he, he touched me with that and frankly like I'm gonna watch the game I may not be, be like watching every breath of the game but I will tune in and that's how they guess and first of all the NFL is king in the United States you know it's it's the number one last year in the 2020 broadcast there were there were uh there were 69 uh there were there were 69 NFL games of the top 100 broadcasts in, in, in the country. And the only other three that were sports related were three college football games. I mean, that's just, that's what football's become. It's become the monopoly of sports that dominates and everything else is fighting for second and third. Um, but when you, when you talk about this and you talk about seeing these guys expand, I think what happens is, and we see this a lot in our, in our local media markets where people say, Oh, well, you're giving up your seriousness for the game because you're talking about these things and you're showing an interest in all these other things. No, they're not. The same thing happened with the Steelers in the seventies. You know, you go back and you you listen to Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. They played earth, wind and fire in the locker room. And sometimes it ticked off Jack Lambert. One time he busted their radio and that led to some, some things flying, you know, but you know, that there's, there's things like that where, they, they've always had personalities. Heck, they used to have second jobs because the NFL didn't pay enough for athletes to not work mm-hmm. all year all, 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 all year long. So, like, th- that, I think, is a misnomer by people that don't understand where the game is going. And, and maybe because they're unfamiliar with how a lot of these guys have, you know, had outside lives. And it's just like now with social media, Brooke, you know, you could take your phone, you could take a selfie video, put it on Instagram, and it's like – that's not that's not changing like like what you would have done like you could do that while you're eating lunch that didn't change how you 
lifted weights this morning. They didn't change how you ran or you did some drills or you studied your playbook. It's just like, hey, you know what? In these five minutes that I had to myself that anyone else would have had if they were checking the game just as serious, I just put it on social media and I did something that I like to do that everyone else would have liked to do, you know? So I agree with you. I think it's good the NFL is heading this direction. I think it's really good. The Steelers are, are, are getting guys that are that they seem like high character dudes, like Najee Harris, everything we're hearing about him on top mm-hmm. of being an exciting person to follow. You're, you like these people because then there's the guys that they're out there, but you're not sure if you like them. You're like, you're like, oh, okay. Like I, I get it. Like you're exciting, but calm down or you're, mm-hmm. or you're excited. You're just not my cup of tea, but there's, they're getting these guys like Kevin Dotson, like Najee Harris, like Chase Claypool. You know, I think for most fans would say Juju is of that ilk, even though there's people that don't like Juju because he does that. And I don't see anything wrong with it. Right. Exactly. I, to me, my favorite part about sports are the people like that hands down and to me yes you can you know for example I have been a Carolina basketball fan my whole life my Mm -hmm. family went there I went there I never felt more connected to the program than when I was in school and I knew the guys that were on the team and be like Mm -hmm. oh this guy was in my psych class I saw this guy you know playing wheelchair basketball in the pit like I know this guy's girlfriend like I know what this guy's about like to me then I was even more invested in the team. And now that I've gotten older, I have to make a concerted effort to learn about the guys on the team so that I still feel that same connection. I think that the same thing happens in the NFL where your family's been a Steelers fan for a really long time. But in order to keep that connection just as strong, you want to know the people that are on the team so that it's something that you can feel proud of, that you can feel like, these are my guys. Here's why I know they're my guys. And you can cite Najee's jokes. You can cite, you know, the Juju TikTok videos. Whether, you know, it only becomes a problem when it becomes motivating to other teams Mm -hmm. and say, like, I'm going to destroy you on the field because you danced on my logo. Like, maybe then you have to reevaluate what kind of videos you're making, that kind of thing. But as long as it's just fun, have a personality. To me, it makes the game so much more engaging it gives you another reason to watch um it shows that these guys are humans that's that's the thing that i take away a lot of times when i talk with athletes or or talk with guys even off the record is like hey the game is just one part of who i am there are so many other things that define me let's talk about some of those let's talk about things that i don't talk about a lot that i'm really passionate about Because again, like, I I think it's huge when athletes talk about like mental health stuff, because you say, oh, well, I struggled with that during the pandemic. Oh, you struggled with it too. Okay. Like this, I'm, I'm not as alone now. And now I'm more invested in your story and your storyline. I just think it's really important because people, A, they like reading about people. They like hearing about people. I mean, I, I look at the way that we consume news. I mean, people want to learn about other people and it's easier to when you're looking at you know a team as a whole you know like I'm a fan of this team I think it it's easier to digest in some ways if you know about the individuals behind the team um and that's just I mean that's like my super nerdy way of being like I freaking love writing feature stories because you get to learn of those things and you get to tell other people about this person And with the Steelers bringing in all these guys, I mean, I'm talking to my editor about like, well, who do I write about next? 
Mm-hmm. Like there are, there's like a, a smorgasbord of, of all the possibilities <laughs> and all the different ways we could go because they've all got interesting stories and they're so open about it. So I, I think that the guys that they've added recently can really take an old school organization that still, they still have the same values as the old school organization, but they're modern modernizing them and bringing in fans that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise and getting people who might not otherwise be excited about the football team be excited about the organization. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, our continued discussion with Brooke Pryor of ESPN and your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our discussion with Brooke Pryor of ESPN and your Pittsburgh Steelers and personalities. I got a little comeback to the point that she made about Juju and other teams being excited about it, about what he did with Dancing on Logos. Listen to that right here. No, I, I agree with that. But the one thing I'll say, and this is, this is my last thing before we got to go here, but the one thing I'll, I'll say is I, I think on your note about, you know, maybe getting motivating other teams – I, I've always, I've always seen that as a go ahead, motivate them. Like, I think that again, that adds to the story when, when people are talking about, you know, uh, Oh, such and such said this, it gets more people to tune in. I mean, when, when um, uh, the Browns former coach, they got fired, you know, in, in, in one year when he wore the Pittsburgh started it sweater and, and allowed <laughs> right. it to be posted to social media, it made that Steelers versus Browns game more advertising. And again, a game where the Browns were in eh, and the Steelers were in eh because they had Devlin Hodges, but more people tuned in. And were like, we want to see these teams kill each other. Cause they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same thing goes for like, you know, the golden age of boxing, Muhammad Ali, he talked the most trash and it made everyone want to watch whether you hated him or you loved them to see what happened. And, and I think there's ways to use that to your advantage, even outside of the, the showmanship and to get people to watch, but to, to strategize, you know, in the, in the, in the mid two thousands, when the Steelers played the Colts in the playoffs, all that week leading up to it, Joey Porter called the Colts soft. He, he said, he said, they're soft. We, we you know, they, they just want to throw. They're the, they're the rabbit. They don't want to beat you straight up. And so the Colts admitted after the fact that they went into that next playoff game thinking the Steelers are just going to run the football and they were just going to power through you. But what happened was early in the game, play action. And second year, Ben Roethlisberger had wide open Heath Miller and Antoine Randall and Hines Ward. And they put up an early 14-0 lead on the Colts that held throughout the game and they went, they went on to win. And the Steelers were like, yeah, we, we kind of set them up with that. Like, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we did that. And I honestly felt as I was watching this play out this year with Juju, that's what was happening. Von Bell, 
that was the the, the Bengals player who made him oh, fumble. Right, 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 right. And it was yep. Vaughn something. I couldn't get the, but that was what made Vaughn Bell admitted, yeah, I knew about Juju. I hate his dancing. I wanted to hit him. And again, when you go back and look at that plate, Vaughn Bell gave up his safety responsibility. If Ben had just been aware of that happening, he could have floated the ball for an easy touchdown to Chase Claypool, and it would have been the same thing. Like, aha, we see how you react to us when we when we say things. Mm-hmm. Now we're taking advantage of them. I, I wouldn't be as mad as if Juju didn't get you know didn't get back to Duane or other players did things like that. And again, it's all being yourself and doing things that you actually want to do and talking with your teammates and making sure it's cool with them. But again, all of this, I think, adds to the sport and adds to the excitement. And at the end of the day, it gives writers like you and me more things to get people excited about tuning into these games. Exactly. I mean, I I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it that way about the Juju TikTok videos. And yeah, if Ben had just looked the other direction, he gets Claypool and then Juju's, you know, he's a distraction in a good way this For, time. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what you want to do. I mean, in, in the, the bills goal. game, there were, there were, there was tape when I was showing and I was, I did a Carter's classroom about this, the, like the, like two days after the game. And I'm like, look at this. There was a, there was a play where Ben Roethlisberger was looking at Juju and three bills converged on him. And, uh, he tried to throw it to Claypool and missed, but Eric Ebron was doing jumping jacks 15 yards down the field because all those three guys were in the middle of the field and he's sitting there wide open. The, that's where I see it being able to work in the Steelers' favor. And, and that's why I honestly feel like if, you know, I may not say it out in public that he's going to do this, but I'd be like, if I'm telling him like, yo, Juju, do that again this year. But mm-hmm. we're going to use this in a different way. And I don't think they will do that. You know, I think that they're just like, look, we just want to win our football games the way we want to win our football games. And that's a whole lot right. of stuff. But again, I think that could be a fun part of the game. I hope so. I, I I am all for the trash talk, the rivalries. I mean, it's why I love college football. I think the NFL is more fun mm. when they include it. I also think hearing Najee talk about how much he loves Tomlin and how much of a people person Tomlin is, I think that having, yes, Tomlin can be very serious, giving us all of his Tomlinisms and no real answers about things. But Juju said before, he likes the Steelers organization because they let him be himself. Exactly. If they keep letting these young guys be themselves, I think this is going to be a really entertaining and probably pretty good franchise. They've been good for a long time. I think they can continue that if they keep letting these guys be themselves within reason. You don't want an A-B right. situation, obviously. Yeah. But I think, you know, That's the way different. that they have handled it. Yeah, exactly. That's that branches off into an extreme case, but you let Kevin Dotson be himself, let Najee Harris be himself. And I think that good things will come. Long as you about the work, they'll be about you. That's a, that, that, that's where we got to end it today. Brooke, thanks so much for all your time today. It's always great to have you on the locked on Steelers podcast. Um, please let people know they can find you, follow you and see more of your work. You can follow me on Twitter at B E prior um, and on ESPN.com under the NFL tab and then the Steelers blog you can find from there awesome do check out Brooke Pryor she does amazing work also appears on get up get up and like all these other things that ESPN does so uh she's she's awesome um you know but thanks again Brooke for your time we always appreciate you coming here on the Locked On Steelers podcast I'm Chris Carter you can follow me on Twitter Instagram and TikTok I do have a TikTok I don't post yet though um but uh, at Carter Critiques is my handle for all of those thanks so much to those who follow me um, you can also join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group by searching Locked On Steelers on Facebook, asking to join the group. We'll add you as soon as possible. And you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast 
on you know on Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, Odyssey, and Spotify, of course. And if you're enjoying my work here, read my work at dkpittsburghsports.com. Also, when you leave five star reviews with positive comments for the Lockdown Steelers podcast, you get a shout out like this person who says Steel Heel 07 um, says Lockdown Steelers Thursday fellas should be known as the Steel the Three Steel Amigos. Great show. We th- th- long story short, Brooke, we there's three of us on the Wednesday on the Wednesday edition of the show. And we called ourselves the fellas. And then there was a poll about what we should call ourselves. And someone said the, the winning answer was Charlie's angels. And we were just like, we can't, we can't. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, uh, thanks again for listening to lock on Steelers podcast. We're wrapping up the week with Jenna Harner as usual. Tune in. It's going to be an exciting show.